0: All right, I guess we're ready to get Charlie Montoyo nominated for Manager of the Year, right? Only a matter of time. Jays have won five in a row. Remember those days we used to complain about runners in scoring position? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss those days. (laughs) (laughs) you do. Not me. The Toronto Blue Jays sweeping a four-game series against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, 11-10 yesterday in a game that had a little bit of everything. Actually, Kevin Barker, this... This whole series was... I mean, people talk about a game within a game, but this whole series seemed like every game had about four games Mm -hmm. in each game. Um, All kidding aside, the Jays hit with runners in scoring position. Um, As I mentioned, they've won five in a row. Uh, These are games that would have been easy to lose. There was some... Bullpen issues. There were comebacks. What did you make of this? Weekend? Yeah,
1: but bullpen issues. I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna agree with you there. I, I i think that's a couple of guys, and then there's everybody else. If you if you look, you're if, right. You're if, right. If you, if you look, the first couple of games, right? The the uh, well The first game on Thursday, the bullpen threw four innings. They didn't give up a run. They struck out four. The next game on Friday, they threw three innings. All three guys, uh, Garcia, Richards, and uh, Jordan hermano were three up, three down it's a couple of guys it's the it's the guys that we talk about all the time that sometimes you just scratch your head on how they're throwing why they're throwing that why they're throwing it to that certain guy uh you know and we all know who those guys are and it's those are the things we've been talking about that if they're trying to go where they want to go it's probably not going to be with certain guys at the back end of the bullpen they need more swing and miss they need more high leverage guys and Jordan Romano uh, quite frankly, make you scratch your head a little bit. Now, you know, we saw a lot of ninety-eight, ninety-nines last year. When's the last time you saw him throw ninety-eight, ninety-nine? I, I know that's not the be-all, end-all. I mean, the best pitch I've seen him make lately was the pitch he struck Mike Trout on.
0: Elevated hitter, him 97. On, 97. Exactly. He, he,
1: Actually, it was 96-5. And he's accurate. giving it everything he's got to get that 97. Yes. Like, it's not, he's a max effort guy. He's not a pitcher. He's a thrower. And there's a lot that goes with that. But, again, it gets back to the fact that He's not even touching that. And again, this—it's very hard to come on here, and that's the first thing we talk about. Is Jordan Romano and, and the the no, the, it's, the three it's, games it's in it's a three-game. It's part row. of
0: the. I, I think it. I think it. I think it's to the Jays' credit that they they won a game, or they they won a couple of games in in, in particular with, uh, I wouldn't call it bullpen meltdowns, but with efforts by. Relievers, and you're right. It's Julian Merryweather and Ryan Barucki, that could have sent that could have cost the Jays the game. I mean, they, it could have cost the Jays both games. Let's be honest; they were one one-run wins, and they could have cost the Jays both games, but they didn't because they got hits with runners in scoring position. Because Lourdes Gurriel Jr. apparently falls out of bed in Anaheim and and just starts hitting. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's it's to their credit that they've that they that they won those games cuz there have been times that if these games had been played a little earlier in the year where I'm not certain they would have. I'm not certain they would have been able further, to pull it out. Further
1: to your point, the offense had a, a 15 strikeout game that they lost. They the defense had a three error game that they that they won. I yep. mean, won. Yeah. Where they had 15 punchouts on the offense, they won that game. They the defense didn't play the way they'd been playing. They won that game. Uh, they had one of their starting pitchers that didn't go three innings. Right. They won that game. They won that game. Uh, you know, they. I had, mean, this to their credit had, is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm absolutely. not being negative
0: here. I'm saying this is this is to their. Credit that they've that they've won those. They games. They had
1: lineups where George Springer didn't play. They had a lineup where you know, your first baseman and your right fielder didn't play, and they won both of those games. So to say that you know the coming away from this that these were team wins is an understatement. And again, you know I, I get back to that. I know the lineups, and, and it is what it is. And You can tip your hat to those guys that behind the scenes that, <clears throat> that are trying to put everybody in the, the, the best positions because they're the hottest at the right time. But let's be honest. Like to to see Santiago Espinal leading off, to see Danny Jansen hitting fifth. Mm-hmm. I love Danny Jansen, but Danny Jansen's not a run producer. And to ask him to do that, and I get it. This is what you have to do because you're giving certain days, certain guys days off because you have to, not because you want to, because you have to because this is what you feels best for the team and for that guy. <clears throat> excuse me to to play an entire season, but man, to ask these guys and put these guys in positions just gets back to the point that how these are team wins. Like they just. They're not complaining. They're trying to do their best. They're getting better pitches to hit. And Anaheim must not be getting the same video that everybody else gets. Because <laughs> to, to, to say that you're trying to pitch them in, the Blue Jays hitters, is the craziest, most ridiculous thing ever. Now, I understand there's a lefty, and there's a couple of lefties out of the bullpen that have to establish in. But I don't know if they've been watching the same game I've been watching. But I, you make the Blue Jays as a whole lineup, one through nine, go the other way. And to say that you're trying to attack in and attack up and in and attack down the middle and up is just the worst approach ever. But, again, it gets back to the Blue Jays lineup as a whole, bought into we're going to go up and hunt what we can do well to have maximum collision with the baseball. And give them credit, they did that one through nine, and they got big hits when they had to. To your credit, what did you say they were runners in scoring position?
0: Seven for 17 yesterday. Uh, If If you look at the last, going into yesterday's game, Going into yesterday's game, in the three previous games, they'd had 13 hits with runners in scoring position. That was, again, a small sample size. But for those three games, that was tied for the second most in the majors. <clears throat> the only team that was ahead of them was the Boston Red Sox, who had who had 18, and Boston's just been silly in, in this, this run of games. We're going to talk about that a little later. So, yes, it, it is odd, isn't it, that with lineups that... Um, wouldn't be your first choice lineups. The team has started to produce with runners and scoring. That's one of those things. It's baseball. Who knows why that happens, but it has happened. They have today off. They open a three-game series against the White Sox tomorrow.
1: I, I know why I think it could happen. Because you're buying into an approach, and you think that the only way I'm going to have success is I can't chase. And Anaheim's bullpen at, at, at the, stinks.
0: <clears throat> Let's be clear, they're,
1: they're they're not great. I mean, I wrote down some stats not here, which I hate writing down stats all the time. But then they I lost are. Them. You can just say they stink. Yeah, that well they've had thirteen losses. That's the second most behind your Baltimore Orioles, who have fourteen, and they, they've allowed the third most home runs out of their bullpen with twenty four. That's a lot of big ones that they that they've given up, and a lot of losses. Oh wait, that's the Red Sox. Totally scratch that. <laughs> I, that's, I'm saving that for my <clears throat> for my ten thirty thing. Okay, we're gonna scratch that. But, but the point not... is they stink. They, Just say they stink. Well, it and again that gets back to the Joe Madden thing, and you would wonder why if you got a righty. Now I wasn't there. But the telecast seemed, <clears throat> seemed to make it sound like they had a righty warming up in the bullpen when Lourdes was coming up, and that lefty had faced three batters because when you intentionally walk Flatty, that means you face three batters. Why are you... Facing Lourdes when Lourdes is living in a tree in your home stadium, and he just, for whatever reason, sees the ball well there and is barreling up everything, and quite frankly, you haven't been pitching him the way you're supposed to be pitching him. Why wouldn't you bring a righty in? I get back to that John Gibbons mm-hmm, thing when I mm-hmm. stand standing behind the cage, and I said, Gibby, why you do this? And he says, Bark, sometimes I just do it so I don't have to answer the question. Well, I mean, we give Joe Madden a lot of credit, and sometimes it'll make you scratch your head. And what you just said, when they stink, now I don't think they stink, they I think I, I think they're, you know, they, they have some issues, and that's where the manager comes into play where you're trying to line everybody up and put them in the right positions to succeed and get that guy out. And I just think righty on righty's a better matchup than lefty on righty with a guy that is hot and, and feeling a little bit, and that for me is make you scratch your head a little bit. But to the again, this gets back to the Blue Jays credits. Like they to stay passing the baton and not chasing and getting in your count doesn't always have to be uh, you know, a hitter's count. Because 1-2, you know, sometimes because you took a 1-1 one, one on the black away, if you're Danny Jansen, I can't do anything with that. I'm looking for something else. And maybe if I can fight a tough two-strike pitch off to get one either down the middle, a little elevated like he did and just want to go back leg city. But you're setting it up because of the pitch you took. That's that's called big league hitting. Tip your hat, they did a lot of that. And they won a bunch of games. And hopefully this can carry over when they come home. Because the White Sox got some good starting pitching. They're gonna come after some guys and they're gonna look some video and they're gonna know that you're gonna to have to make them go the other way. So just seeing these bats hopefully give them confidence and they can build off that and start putting a lot of wins together.
0: Yeah, the uh White Sox, by the way, put Tim Anderson in the IL yesterday, so the Jays won't see uh won't see Tim Anderson when they come into Toronto. That's a three game series, first of which is tomorrow. Of course, you can catch it on Sportsnet 590. The fan and Sportsnet, the Jays do have today off after traveling back from California. Alejandro Kirk, Kevin Barker, two for four, four runs scored. The Jays catchers, and they showed this graphic on on the telecast yesterday. The Jays catchers are at the top, among the very best in baseball Mm -hmm. offensively uh, to the point where... Charlie at times even though he's only got two catchers has them both in the lineup cuz you know when you give guys a certain certain guys a day off you you've you've, you've got to move things you've got to move things around long term if Alejandro Kirk keeps doing this because I think the question is more Alejandro Kirk Danny Jansen's going to be in there do you need a third catcher in this team
1: absolutely not
0: so you're okay with both of these guys getting regular time, even if you might put you in a situation where Santiago Espinal has I'm, to. I'm going to use that spot for either another
1: bullpen arm, okay. which depending on how, how you work and that extended, around. extended,
0: by the way, now. The roster yeah,
1: enlargement has I'm not, I'm has not been a big extended. fan of that. But, you know, I'm not it, either, it, it, but it we can it, talk it, about that. Some, uh, yeah. yeah, it, it puts a, a guy in the big leagues that shouldn't be in the big leagues, but that's another story. I uh, For me, anyway, that takes away a spot that you need. You need to go out and get a, still a left-handed bat. Now, you may not be the, the the hitter that can hit between, you know, a, a Vladdy and a George Springer because it's just that may be too much to ask. But you may need that extra spot to to have another guy that can come off the bench and give you better at bats, give you quality at bats. E- even the lefty that, that Anaheim threw yesterday, you could see that he had to change things up yeah. because there was lefties in the lineup. Yeah, I, I know lefties absolutely. really struggled off of him. But he had to change things. He has to work both sides of the play. That's the whole point. And if you could just mix them in and have a guy Hot enough that he can take certain pitches and work counts and go deeper in counts. That way, that has that lefty has to use more energy, or even that righty to get through lineups. It makes it that, that much harder to at least get through the top of the order, and maybe he'll mess up and, and hang a breaking ball. That's the whole point in having balance to your lineup. So, no, the answer to your question is I don't like Alejandro Kirk hitting cleanup. I think that's silly, but you do what you have to do again because of the guys that had off and and the way the lineups. You know, you have to just do what you have to do. Again, I give the, the Charlie credit when it comes to you can tell this year because of the expectations he's going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. this just seems like Vladdy and George Springer are the only two guys he ain't going to move. Like, if Vladdy, he'll move around to the two-hole occasionally just because something else is messi- missing and, and he has to. George Springer going to lead off. Vladdy's going to hit third. And then everybody else is basically going to hit the way they're hitting. If they're hitting good, they're going to hit in key spots. You know, I, I guess Bo, you've seen Bo hitting in two spots. You've seen him hitting third. You've seen him hitting cleanup. So he doesn't mind moving around. But give Charlie credit. He's going to do whatever he has to do to, to you know, put guys. That gets back to the point you just made about Alejandro Kirk hitting cleanup. You know, again, that's not perfect scenario. But he's a bat-to-ball skills guy. You know, he's not going to hit homers a bunch. Uh, he's, you know, his best bolt is that sort of that ball. He hit the left field. Occasionally he'll get one in the air, get it out front on a breaking ball, create some backspin, but he's a line drive guy. He's going to use the entire field. He's good with two strikes. Not going to strike out a lot. Contact guy. You can do some things. Him hitting clean up two outs, runner on second base. Like we saw him yesterday, he can do some things. So it's just, these are great wins. These are these, if this is anything should give, you know, the, the, not the, the superstars in their lineup, but the guys that battle. A lot of confidence that no, we can carry this team for a while. We can help this team win games. I wanted to ask you
0: about Alejandro Kirk. Got a pinch hit on, tu- uh, sorry, on Tuesday, on Saturday. He's three for seven with three RBIs as a pinch hitter this year. Uh, the Jays have actually, Charlie's made a couple of nice calls when it comes to pinch hitting that, mm-hmm. that have worked out. You've talked about how it's the hardest thing to do. In baseball, mm-hmm. Alejandro Kirk looks as if, I'm not saying he can do it on a daily basis, but he's he seems pretty comfortable. He gives you some comfortable at-bats pinch hitting, I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say. Is that because he's so short to the ball? I, I, explain why Alejandro Kirk, of all people, would be, seems... So, if not like that rule, it doesn't seem to bother
1: he him. He seems to be a guy that knows his swing, knows what it takes when, it, when his lower half is connected to his upper half. He feels that. He knows what it feels like. He knows what he can take. Uh, he's not afraid to hit with two strikes. The old saying is when you, when you pinch hit, you want to swing at the first strike you see. I say, uh-uh to that. What if I don't like the ball in? Yeah. And a guy paints one on the black end. I jam myself. If it's you can't a, it's do anything with, to the second baseman. Yeah. Why would I hit that? Yeah. Why would I swing at that? And you could tell he's not afraid to take strike one, which is a big deal when you're pinch hit. And you're normally when you pinch hit, it's not the beginning of the game. It's the end of the game. What Correct. do you see at the end of the game? Fuego. Yeah. And he doesn't like the elevated heater. Like that is the one thing high octane velocity elevated. That's sort of his bugaboo. Is he has a little something that he don't like with that, and he's not afraid to take that early and counts and. You know, he's not afraid to let the ball travel. He's a decent breaking ball hitter. Uh, runners in scoring position, still learning how to do that. Run producers don't grow on trees. You have to learn how to do that. And it's, for me, I, I like it. It's, it's What other option would you have? Would you rather see him or Tapia? Would you rather see him or Zimmer? Zimmer's getting to the point where he's not a big leaguer. I hate to say it in, in that drastic of a way, and I understand why he's here before you say it. I understand why he's here because of George Springer and they're trying to keep George Springer healthy and they need a defensive center fielder. But, man, when you watch Zimmer play, first of all, I always say you sort of look the way you're going to hit. Just look the way he stands up there. He looks so uncomfortable to me. He looks like basically when he stands in the box, he has no chance of getting a hit. That's the first thing. Like, I, I, I never heard Jeremy Burnett's walk by me that time when I was in the batting case. And I never will forget this. And he was watching me at off the tee. And he looked right at me and goes, man, you look awful. And I'm like, thanks. He said, no, you just don't look hitterish. Like, you don't look like you play the part. Sometimes you got to talk that that pitcher out of something. Like, when you walk to the plate, I got to talk him out of. I don't like it in here. But you just look like if you throw it in there, you're going to hammer it. Something to that. And you look at Zimmer. There's no easier way to say it than other. Like, he's he's look like he's very like he's squatting and like opened up and he's like real tight and like, just looks yeah. like he has no chance. And that's a, that would be the first thing. Now, maybe this, they don't really care if he gets any hits, but I would think him, you could tell he's, he's frustrated. He throws his bat now. And yeah. when he gets like, he got a couple breaking balls from that left yesterday. He should have, he should have stayed up the middle the other way with, and, you mentioned it, though.
0: He's here because I think we can say right now that that one of the things this organization worries about on a day-to-day basis, in addition to the relievers, in addition to who's hot and you know who can be used and who can't be used, mm-hmm. let's just say it, and, and it, it's pretty obvious that George Springer's health is an ongoing, not an issue when he's healthy, But it's an ongoing concern for this team. It's a big topic. And they are going to err on the side of caution. And that means you need somebody, especially given this pitching staff, you need somebody who can cover some ground in center field. If Rymel Tapia was a better center fielder, Bradley Zimmer isn't in this organization. Period. But right now, and I think that's why when the Jays do start making roster moves, in in the perfect world you get a left hand hitting outfielder who can play center field pretty well. I don't know if that guy exists. I don't know if you can get him. But that's why Bradley Zimmer is here is because this organization doesn't want George Springer uh playing center field for 100 and 150. It's just not going to it's well, not going to happen. First of all, it's can't. not going to happen. You and can't. and and you know mm-hmm. I keep going back to our friend Steve Sparks uh, the Astros broadcaster, when George Springer signed here, one of the things he said was, "Don't be surprised if towards the middle of that contract, George isn't playing right field." Mm-hmm. Now you can argue you can get as hurt just as easily in right field as you can in center, and and yes, but if it's if it means keeping George's bad in the in the lineup, if. At, for some reason the Jays really do believe that that they need to guard him defensively. I think a move to right field is inevitable because I think if you're a good enough outfielder with a good enough arm, you, Jose Batista used to talk about this you can yeah, you step in something and twist your ankle, that could happen walking up to the cage. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a good enough arm and you're a smart enough outfielder, you can mitigate your chances of being injured in right field more than center center you're going to be diving right field. You might be diving, but you're probably not going to be diving as much.
1: That's well said. For for me anyway, that's almost a tool, an extra tool. Talk about five tools. Six stay tool. healthy. This is what the sixth tool is to, to, to sure. learn and teach yourself how to stay on the field. And there's just a big enough sample size. Well, George just doesn't know how to do that. He's an all-out guy. Like, he plays with his hair on fire. He's running all over and the place. And there can be no doubt how place. important he
0: is to this oh, lineup man, either, man. he's
1: huge, especially when it gets September and October yeah. and he can hit good pitching and he can punch first, which is why you brought him here and paid him all that money. And they, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, just don't know if they know how. To keep him on the field, and they think this is the only way, because you got to figure you got a day off tomorrow. Today they'll have yeah. a day off Wednesday, I believe.
0: Uh no, it's a three well, whenever, game series.
1: Whenever, what is it? I got the schedule
0: right here. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have a day. I think they have a. I don't know if they have a day off. Uh, it's a three game series against the White Sox. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. So three the, against so, the Twinkies. So he would have had a day off, and then he would play, and then he would have another day off on and Wednesday. You know, and, tra-
0: and I'm going to say this, you know we can roll our eyes but you know that travel back across the time zones you know that they've got a sleep sleep specialist there and they've done the calculations and i there's a bunch of i'm rolling my eyes at that yeah there's a bunch of stuff that goes there's a bunch of stuff that goes into rest days that and i know people light up twitter with it why it is i mean it it again it's like arguing about or complaining about gas prices it is what it is it just is it's like arguing about Oh, the starting pitcher no. doesn't go seven.
1: Yeah, the no. starting—it just doesn't happen. On the happen flip anymore. side, on the flip side of that is, if you go to all this trouble and you do all these things, he still gets hurt. People are going to go, well, see what you did. You should have just played him. We should have tried to get the most out of silly him he possibly get. It's that's not silly. silly. That's the way people think. Yeah, but that's—I that's I would dumb. think sort of the same exact way because that's I would silly. think a guy who makes one hundred fifty million dollars should know how to keep himself. You know why is that on why? the field? Why? What do you mean? Why? Like, I, I know how get, yeah, Chino to keep himself. It, 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 again, we're we're this, arguing this, something this, here today. Yeah, we're have arguing
0: about an something. It. There are uh, there but, are thirty people making this decision. There's I not the manager that. and the trainer, so it's just it's a it's a waste of time argument. It is. Uh, it's just a waste of time argument. I and mean, people want to do it, that.
1: Fine. If if they need to go it on, it is. But you got to be honest. Whenever you saw Santiago Espinal leading off, the first thing out of your mind was, "Oh yeah, this is." This is, this is the way it should be. No, you thought, wow, why should he be not playing? Exactly what I thought. Uh, see, and I'm thought sorry about it. I'm sorry. I, I had didn't
0: to think about it. I didn't think that and I way. I knew why. I didn't think that way. I just said, oh, they're giving him a day off. I mean, again, they've got all these stress tests and strength tests and everything. That determine when a guy get they've got more info than we do, et cetera, et cetera, yada yada. Do, yes. uh, it's it's, uh, it, it's a it's a silly argument. I mean, you guys can argue about it if you want. No, I'm not. But I'm it's not just, arguing about it. No, but I'm saying if folks want to talk the, about it, they can. On but on the, it's the
1: flip just, side of it, sometimes you can go, wow, you should be nice to see him in the lineup today, especially the way they're going. But I mm-hmm. get I, there's two sides of it.
0: Um, BBD Vladdy Jr. We sat. He's apparently got a sore wrist. No indication that it's anything serious. He was pinch hit late in the game. Of course, Joe Madden intentionally walked him.
1: That's why even more reason to bring a in to face Lourdes. Why are you not doing that? I there there was
0: do not get me started on Joe Madden's managing. Oh,
1: you're that you're in that camp a little overrated. Say I, it. I think he's a lot overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
0: no, let me rephrase that. He did a terrific job with the Tampa Bay I would argue he did he better stuff with the Rays than he did with the Cubs
1: because of what he was working mm-hmm. with. Now he's just to me, he's got more talent than anybody in baseball, and they never win. Say it exactly. He he seriously does.
0: Exactly. Period. End of story. Uh, and and that's you know yeah that's that's yeah. Let's see what a couple of years under 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 this under this front office brings. Um, I do want to talk about a, a couple of things, and uh, we got tickets to give away to see the Twins on June fourth later on in the show. Kevin France and MLB Network Radio analyst to join us. Jeff Pass in the 1130 as well. We've also got time for Barker's back leg bits, Mm. and we will get to the in the east. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you about Jose Barrios. Mm -hmm. 5.62, again, ERA is not everything, but 5.62 ERA after 10 starts this season. Kevin, what's your level of concern? Two and a third innings, six earned runs, six hits, one strikeout, one walk. I'm hoping that he was tipping. I'm hoping there was something like that.
1: Yeah, it's not for outward. me. I don't think the tipping things it anymore. I, they, they, they've they've they put too much thought into that. They've corrected too many things. Uh, they, they've got him pausing more. They've they've eliminated a lot of his hand movement. Uh, for me, anyway, that's that's eliminated. I think the quality of his pitching, that would go around with the bad pitching. The velocity was down. That's scary. With the, the climate that he was in yesterday, you would think he'd be throwing harder. You'd think he'd be feeling frisky. Mm-hmm. The spin on the, on the breaking ball just wasn't there. And lefties, all of the things that I just mentioned before that is not for me. I think that's correctable. The velocity, he'll get more finish. Uh, he'll get more balls coming off the fingers a little bit better. The velocity should be where it will where it will be. The spin on the breaking ball they'll correct enough. They'll you know he has made a little bit more move closer to the first base side uh, of the rubber, which will get the arm slot into where he wants it to start and a- actually make it look better. So the finish can be a little bit better on the on the two seamer, uh, the four seamer. The the arm side command has been an issue all season. That's correctable, but. Lefties yesterday were five for nine. Mm -hmm. He gave up four of the five were off with with two strikes. That, for me, scary. Lefties been real hard on him. How does he get lefties out with two strikes? He really don't have a pitch. Is it the elevated four seam? Doesn't throw hard enough to do that. Uh, Is it the two-seamer away? Doesn't always two-seam. Is it the breaking ball? The breaking ball spin with two strikes, if I'm looking for it as a hitter, I can either lay off of it because of where it starts or it just doesn't break enough. So that's not is. It? Is it the arm speed? Is it the location of the changeup? Is it the speed of the changeup? I don't know the answer to that, and I don't think Pete Walker does, and I don't think he knows. That's scary. Like the the I understand now. I understand it's Otani. When you give up when you say to it's Ohtani. scary,
0: when you say it's scary, are you talking health
1: scary? No, like I just okay. I I think. Because I thought when you were talking September, about the Velo being October, down. September, October, when he matters the most, he's going to face left-handed hitters. How does he get them out? Yeah. Five for nine, scary. This four, also... four of the five hits with two strikes, it's scary. Like, the, the two strikes against lefties, how does he do it? Like, is it – he ain't one of those guys that can tell you, here it is, see if he can hit it. He ain't that guy. Like, he's going to have to – is it the changeup has got to be better? Is it the lo- I, now location of the fastball will make the other secondary pitches that much better? And that's been his little issue all year, don't you arm think, side command. Don't you and, think
0: the breaking pitch is going to be the key for him I, going forward?
1: You would think so, but it sure don't look that way against lefties. It sure does not. Like he's got – now he's got – he's trying to manipulate it and get it to more 12-6. You could see that. I think the one that Otani hit was more 12-6. thought
0: his so, curve well, usually, because of his arm slot, yeah.
1: it's more of a slurvy. Yeah. It's got the slurvy sideways. Now he's trying to get more on top of it and have it do that, which will tell you he now he's thinking about it. How, when I get two strikes, I'm good until I get to two strikes. And now you got guys choking up trying to go the other way and are actually looking so for a secondary pitch.
0: The thing I wonder, How Kevin, out? the thing I wonder is we do know, Pete's talked about this, there are guys that will try to do that to re- correct a mechanical issue that will try to... We'll try the 12-6 to 6 curve to correct some sort of mechanical issue. I, it's, not, it's not like they're experimenting, but I guess it probably gets them out in front a little more. I don't know, but Pedro Martinez used to talk about that. Uh, if there were games where he just wasn't feeling right mechanically, he would start throwing the curve, and that would kind of get him back on the line.
1: I've always been told that when you have bad starts, that will force you to make a, an adjustment quicker. He's had enough bad starts at the beginning yeah, of the season here to know exactly mechanically why it's not breaking, what it's not doing. I'm not even sure he's, that it has anything to do with that. I just watch lefties, how comfortable they are with two strikes. And if I'm him and I'm Pete Walker, that scares me. Like, how do you get him out? Last, last
0: thing before we break, Jordan Romano uh, pitched three days in a row on Saturday. Was not good. I love the thing he says to Pete Walker, dude, let me finish this when Pete Walker came out, to talked to him. Uh, it didn't happen. I thought I saw him. I'm not going to raise alarms. I thought I'm, I thought I saw him shaking his arm before he left the game, which can mean, I don't know. It can mean anything. Maybe he was itchy. Maybe the thing was riding up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't use him three days in a row. Romano.
1: You may have to. He threw 12 pitches, the, the outing before that. Uh,
0: threw th- 24 pitches. This, he, this, this game, 24 pitches, 11 strikeouts.
1: Yeah, the the, the velocity was 93, and that had everything to do with Julian Merriweather. Julian Merriweather has a better outing. He's not in the game. Right. But he was in the game. And to to say that a guy's velocity falls off a cliff after only throwing 12 pitches, the the outing before, do you understand that? Because I don't understand that. I I mean, who knows with closers? You know, I'm used
0: to seeing closers work three or four days in a row. Because back in the day, a guy would, you would, Work three or four days in a row um, you know it wasn't preferable, but but guys would do it this is what this is what concerns me about Jordan Romano as a closer. he's too damn finicky it's, and not and, and maybe that's just Jordan Romano, but I I don't look at Jordan Romano as a lights out closer I just don't. I look at him as a guy who could be. As a guy who could be a pretty. He, he can close out games absolutely. I'm not certain he's my guy. Over 162. You, should,
1: you shouldn't have to bring Ross Stripling in to finish out an album no, for him? No,
0: I should not have to.
1: Which give, uh, give, and, and give God Stripling. bless Ross oh, Stripling. Give him give him credit yeah, because yeah, Ross Stripling again. He does everything they ask him to do and then some.
0: Yes. But uh, anyhow, we'll we'll have uh, time to talk to talk about uh, Jordan Romano. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back and take a look around the East. It was an intriguing weekend in the East. The Tampa Bay Rays—they talking smack. Oh. Kevin Barker, the Razor, the bullies on the block. Man, they're talking smack. One guy's talking smack. Uh, <laughs> one guy. Probably the last guy to oh. he should be doing it too. Anyhow, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's uh, Blair and Barker for a Monday on SportsNet590, the Fan360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The fan morning show with JD, Blake, and English. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: Jeff Passan of ESPN will join us in the next hour. Kevin France, an MLB Network radio analyst, and also Washington Nationals broadcaster, will be along. We've got a pair of tickets for the June fourth game against the Minnesota Twins. And as always, a reminder: if you like the show, subscribe to Blair and Barker. I mean, if wherever you get your podcast, you're crazy. Please rate and review the show. I'm just reading. Okay, that. Well, erase oh, yeah, if. what the hell? Okay, if you like the show,
1: don't know if Are you kidding me. What do you mean if? Yes. Say it with confidence, Jeff. You don't believe nobody else is going to. That's what I they understand. always used to tell me when I was in the batting cage. Yeah. I never believed it. Yeah, I was going to say, look, at, <laughs> I never believed I say, it. say, fat lot of good it did you. <laughs> yeah. How many homers you got in the show, Jeff? <laughs> How many? I'm just saying. How many staying you got? More than you. Hmm. Hmm quiet there. Real quiet. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that,
0: that's an unfair. That's an unfair. <laughs> How many universities are you a an honored alumni? Of? I have none. Okay. I
1: have a Jersey retired at one of them. Oh, shit. All right. Well, well, we can keep going here. Like
0: <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. It is Monday. And you know what that means? In the East. I like In that. the East.
1: I like that. Catchy.
0: Well, Tampa Bay was the focal point of the weekend in the AL East as the Yankees and Rays split a four-game series, and uh, well, th- this is what the Rays' Taylor Walls had to say. This was after making an error and going 0-3 in a 7-2 loss to the Yankees on Thursday. That team's very beatable, and we know we can beat them. Um, we're here, we're going to be here all year, and you know, there's, like you said, there's 17 more games, we're going to we're gonna be here. A little chirpy yeah. for a guy who was uh, 9 for his last 83. <laughs> no, that was Michael Kay of the Yes Network. That was not the guy that asked the question in the clubhouse. Uh
1: saying that back to, to uh to Taylor Walls that was so that was Michael Ke- <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the only reason that that a that a reporter went up and stuck a microphone in Walls' face was because Kevin Cash yeah. yes, their manager basically called their team out for not uh-huh. playing good defense well he's one of the main reasons why you better play good defense and I'm I'm with- anyhow anyhow they just
0: they're, this is what Taylor Walls said Sunday after a 4-2 win for the Rays a game in which he homered and made two outstanding defensive plays
1: the Yankees won the first two of this series you guys take the second two. they heard the comments you made early in the series about them being beatable I guess they are pretty beatable if you were able to split this series with them huh yeah I mean there was no shade throwing towards them I mean when I said that but yeah every team in this league's beatable especially you know when we're playing them so uh, I have a ton of confidence in this team the hitters the bullpen the starters I mean hopefully we can start playing well everybody can start getting some consistency going and uh, we'll be here to win ball ballgames Oh, yes. Jeff, every once in a while, you know, the, uh, when you got to go home and look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm hitting a buck 52. Yeah. Maybe I should say no comment occasionally. Just Just ca- occasionally walk away and go, I need to take care of myself before I come on here and start calling teams out or in first place. Now, I know our organization won the last two American League Easts the last two years. I'm in the buck 52. Check check out some of the stuff Taylor Walls has said since
0: he's come he's up not here. He, he He's not afraid. He is Boy, not he sure afraid, don't man. Back it up. He's a yeah, bully he on the block. He sounds a, like it. He's the guy that <laughs> he's the guy talking smack and high behind. <laughs> yeah. Don't come get yeah. me. Don't yeah. come get me. Hold me back. Hold me back. That's Hold it. me back. That's it. That's awesome. Uh, anyhow, the Yankees have cooled off slightly. They've uh, gone five and five in their last ten games. They're still four and a half up on the Rays, five and a half in the Jays. Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton are on the IL. Jonathan Loisica and Aroldis Chapman are oh. hurting. Um the Arold, Aroldis Chapman thing I would think in particular has to be a concern. I believe he gave up runs at four consecutive starts before they started examining what was what was wrong with him. But uh good news for the Yankees, they've got the Angels and Tigers this week. So uh they'll be able to get they'll be able to Joe get Madden's to Joe Madden's coming to town. Joe coming town. Joe Madden, by the way, uh he might be he might be virgin on Showalter territory with me. You think so? The devil may have a bench coach. Wow. The devil may. Now, Fuck Buck Showalter's the devil's manager, Joe Madden might be his bench coach. Maybe. Or Tony La Russa. Anyhow, the Red Sox, meanwhile, have matched the Jays going 7-3 in their last 10 games. The offense has gotten hot enough to overcome some of those bullpen issues. Those bullpen issues that basically seem to stretch back to that series in Toronto when Garrett Whitlock was forced to move into the uh, in, 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 into the bullpen because Tanner Houck was, I'm sorry, into the rotation because Tanner Houck was unvaxxed and couldn't travel to Canada. It seems everything has spiraled since then. But remember when the Red Sox had 12 homers in 22 games? Well, since then, they've hit 37 Ooh. and 26, including five, that's right, five in Sunday's 12-2 win over the Orioles. And... Well, Alex Cora had some things to say about his offense afterwards.
1: We've been grinding, but uh, energy comes for an offense, and uh, we did an outstanding job offensively today. The overall lineup was outstanding. You know, um, Arroyo, Bobby, Franchi, and obviously the big boys did their thing. And you know, the quality of the at bats were all the way to the end. You know, knowing what happened a few days ago, they kept adding on and. Put pressure on them and, um, and we get a chance to win this series tomorrow. That is
0: Alex Cora. I mean, Kevin, uh, the Red Sox are scary, are hitting scary right now, including Rafael Devers, especially yeah. Rafael Devers. Yeah,
1: Devers, Devers uh, hitting 415 to your point in the last 15 games. J.D. Martinez hitting 508 in his last 15 games to say in fuego living in a tree is the understatement of the year. And you got to figure, you know, Devers is a free agent in 2024. How much is he getting paid? Now, now you're starting to get in the territory of top 10 player in baseball.
0: Boy, they've got big decisions. Bogarts, Devers, J.D. Martinez. Alex Cora said yesterday that this is the best he's seen, J.D. Martinez. Who's the most
1: important guy to sign, Bogarts or oh. Devers? Bogarts or Devers? Put you on the spot. I'm I, I'm going to say Devers. I would think so, too. And I know you may have an, another year to have that conversation because he is a, a free agent in 24. I, I just think Devers but is... man. Devers is... Devers could be
0: to this group what David Ortiz and all those guys were to the the previous Red Sox group. He's got that, got a little bit of personality. He's got a little bit of, uh, he just, you know, he 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 looks. This is no slam in Xander, but I love Xander Bogart. He could play in my team any day. Mm-hmm. Devers looks to me like he wants to be the guy.
1: I don't know how you quantify that,
0: but it looks to me what like it, he wants is, to be the is guy. What does them not
1: signing Mookie Betts tell you about what they're going to try and give Devers? Got That's get, the question for me.
0: They have to sign one of those two. I, they have to. I mean, you can. I listen. I'm with you. I think the Mookie Betts thing is is, is just. Insipid. It's a thing
1: when it comes to Devers, and you know Devers knew what what Betts was offering yeah, asking
0: for and didn't get. And, I still think that if you're the Red Sox, you're going to have to decide between Bogarts and Devers, and I bet they. I bet they decide endeavors just because that decision can be pushed down the road. A yeah, bit.
1: Does, does it doesn't matter. Meanwhile,
0: Trevor's story. If looks... you're not
1: if you're not pitching, it really doesn't matter how much you're hitting because I, I gave you this stat earlier because I messed it up. But they the, their pin does have 13 losses. That's second most in baseball behind your Orioles with 14. Why you my Orioles. That's all of that's the something they're going to have to clean up. And can they? Because it's a it's a collection of a lot of people. It's just not one or two certain guys that they're giving the ball to that are losing. So how do you fix it? That's the question. Um, are we too hard
0: on Charlie Montoya? Oh, right to it you went. You you left that and this. I, I, well, because we need we need a little bridge until We get to the eleven o'clock. I'm honest on. with Charlie. No, not are we. I I think we're com- completely honest. This is people. are people. Uh, are people. Are people too hard on? Yes.
1: Certainly. Yes. I, he he is he has a big boy job. He's in a big boy market with lots of expectations. And when you are in that job and you're not performing at the highest level like you were supposed to from the get, not you don't you have a little window where there you can stink. Uh. Uh-uh. Expectations were too high, and you know as well as anybody, people that don't cover this team and know the ins of out and outs of how it's handled and ran and all the things that go into making a good team and don't want to blame the player and the easy target is who jeff yeah well so yeah that's it's why. the
0: the the obvious the obvious target the, the you know the reason i ask is i look back at these games at, at these 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 four games against the dodgers as i said there were games within games and i i would suggest
1: the
0: angels uh, the angels sorry i would suggest all of those games were losable I would suggest they could have lost any of those games, and I have. I, I get asked about this in other shows I go on, and I talk about it as well about, about the manager. I admit I'm, I'm not, I'm not comfortable. I'm not as comfortable as I used to be talking about managers because my senses. I just don't know. I don't know what job a manager does anymore. I I, I really don't. Once the game starts. You know, everybody says once the game starts, the manager makes the final decision. Based on what? Based on who? I don't think managers make decisions based on their gut anymore. Um, I just don't. There has to be, and that's maybe not a bad thing. There has to be, when you make a key in-game decision, you've got to be ready for your general manager to come down after the game and say, what in hell were you doing throwing Julian Merriweather in that situation? You've got to go, well... That's what your here's folks who's told available, me. Who, here's, here's who's, who's available. Not, who, who isn't? Available. And mm-hmm. you know now. And there are times. And listen. And for Gossi used to talk about this. Felipe. All the the older managers I covered used to say. They would tell you off the record. I got this guy. The general manager has given me this guy. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's getting paid. Apparently he's mm-hmm. here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Apparently this is the reason he's here. And it's not like you're using a guy to show up the GM, but sometimes I think you basically it's like you're saying to your GM, eh, I mean, give me somebody better. If you give me somebody better, I'll use that person. So I, I just don't know. I I, I hate it to be listen. I I love the old days we could come on and say fire the manager. And I think there are, I think there are times where you look at a team and a team kinda gets to a certain point and if you're around the team enough you can tell it's not like you god love john gibbons but you knew it was time for john gibbons to move on i mean it just was you could tell nothing was going to be accomplished with that group uh john gibbons window here was 2015 all that stuff it's just time and it doesn't mean you're a crap manager it certainly doesn't mean you're you're a bad person i but this I just don't know how you judge, I don't know how you judge managers anymore. You know, I, I, mean, I was, okay, Let me I'll ask tell you what,
1: let me ask you a question since you brought it up that way, yeah. Joe Girardi. In, and the in, reason, in I, the, the, the
0: reason I brought it up is because, you know, apparently, it seems as if, and I was not on, I didn't spend a great deal of time on social media this weekend because I got a life, but it does seem that, uh, it, you know, there's a certain amount of chatter about uh, Charlie and his managing and. You know, people may have gotten personal, which, yeah. listen, yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to say this. This is, if I'm a family member of a major league manager, there are about a thousand things in life I'm doing besides being on social media, mm-hmm. listening to a bunch of people with 32 followers say that, say that, that, that Charlie's a bad manager. Just don't listen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it, it really doesn't matter. 90% of the people in social media are irrelevant. I mean, they just are. Um, or I should say, their opinions are irrelevant. And especially those who, you know, traffic in anonymity. But, yeah, I, I... Charlie does things that make me scratch my head. But then I look at his options and I go, I'm not certain... I wouldn't have done that. We talked about that using Ryan Barucki against against the Cardinals. It came back to bite them. Ryan, Ryan Barucki is his only lefty of consequence in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry, at some point, if 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 the general manager keeps force-feeding you a guy, at some point you're going to use him, and if it doesn't work out, it, it it doesn't work out. And I do believe that was an instance where Charlie Montoya was basically, all right, Everybody keeps telling me all the stuff about Ryan Baraki. God knows this organization has been patient with him. Here's the situation. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do here what Tim Mesa would have done for me. You're not Tim Mesa. I get that. But you're here to be Tim Mesa. This is your chance to be Tim Mesa. Go and do it. Oh, it didn't work out. I don't blame Charlie for that.
1: I don't blame Charlie for that at all. I don't. But at the end of the year, it's, it's about wins and losses. And if you don't make the playoffs you know as well as anybody, there's going to be finger oh, yes. pointing oh. at the manager. If this team doesn't make – And the, the manager is probably going to go. He has to make the playoffs.
0: He playoffs. But, I mean, this is the same thing that started. He's got to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, I would suggest that there are probably going to be questions asked of a number of people, for, not for, just the manager. 40
1: games in it's a little tough to be pointing oh. the finger at the manager. Uh, for me, anyway, <laughs> I, I would rather point the finger at the player. Well, the, 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 He's not going up and, and swinging at balls all the time. He's not the one not driving in runs with runners in scoring position. Occasionally, you got to do the pointing and the uh, those fingers at the players, and that's for me anyway. I used to try and play. It wasn't you now. I, I, all the managers that I played for, I didn't like. Uh, you know, some of them, but I take full credit for my my career. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the manager. I got an opportunity to go out there. I didn't get it done. Sometimes the the, the people that yell and scream at Charlie. We're not doing this and not doing that. How about flip that around and go, hey, have better at bats. Have the, the ball to the right base. Having, said that,
0: having said that, I'm, go- I'm also going to say this because this is something, a trap that we fall into, and it's a trap that a lot of people in the media fall into. Just because a team is not performing with runners in scoring position, that doesn't absolve the manager. In other words, a bad decision is a bad decision whether or not my team is hitting with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I think we we a lot of us and fans too, we use that one statistical measurement as a crutch. Now, it's not, obviously it's not good when you're not hitting th- with runners in scoring position. But guess what, over the course of the year, you're going to have games where the score is going to be 3-2, and you are going to have to manage the pitching in that game irrespective of what the score is. So there's a lot of ways to, to look at this. But, yeah, you know, in the middle of a five-game losing streak, this is this team, this team's kind of where I look at their record. I'm not certain I thought their record would be much better than this right now. Um, I did. I, <laughs> I did. I don't know if I thought, what, okay, five games better? Do you think they'd be where the Yankees are? Close. All right. I, mean, we can, I didn't think they'd be in third place, but this yeah, but they're in third place. They're they're what half a game back of the race, or, or, or a game back of the race. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's um, and they you know and they've won five in a row. I, I think there will be a time to question the manager. And I and listen, you, everybody's got the freedom to do it. I'm believe me, if you can question the manager, question whatever you want. All I'm saying to do this properly and to give everybody their due, including a guy who got your team to within a game of the playoffs last year. I mean, if you don't like what he did this year or what he's doing this year, you have to at least look back at what was done last year. There will be a time to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. That time will be at the end of the year. Go for, that time will be for, at the for, end of the, for the year. For
1: me, Charlie's only going to lose his job September and October. Uh, the decisions he makes, the decisions. Yeah, I think that. He, 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 and you he know what? Make, I think and, and Ross that, is going to go out and make changes at the All Star break to figure things out, and, and and that's fair. Make moves and bring in the probably the left handed bat, and that may not be the one everybody wants, but he'll he'll do yep. some things to to fix issues that they obviously have, and then it's up to Charlie to make the right decisions. Yeah, and we don't. We'll be the first show to come on here and raise our hand and go, why? Yeah, because. Uh,
0: Now that that's really well, that's really, that's, that's really well said. I, I, this, I don't think we're having this discussion. I don't think we're having this discussion until the end of the year. And then it's a legit discussion to have. Then we can look at the body of evidence and make a decision as to whether or not, because this is what it's all about. It's all about, can Charlie Montoya take this Toronto Blue Jays team to the World Series?
1: The, The one they have right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The window of is open no, now. No, well, no, no. They they need better arms in the bullpen. Yeah, and they yeah, left yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but let but let me
0: yeah. let me. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. they yeah. Yeah, they got to make changes. But I'm saying this year, this year, this team has to go to the playoffs, and it should be aiming at going to the World Series. And that's what I'm. That's what um, I'm saying. That's what he's going to be judged on. That's exactly what he's going to be judged on. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. That and that's expectations from ownership <laughs> it's expectations from mark
1: so you're saying put on your big boy pants and
0: stay no, off on of social media
1: no and i'm not
0: i'm not saying that I'm, I'm just saying that that uh you know it's the the answer is obvious like we waste so much time talking about stuff when we we know full well when the decision is going to be made and you mm-hmm. end up just driving yourself nuts everybody you end up driving yourself nuts Like I said, you got the freedom to say and do what you want, but let's be realistic about it. And the same thing goes for the people, you know, reading social media and that. This is the reality of the situation. This team has to win a World Series with this core. Vladdy, Bo, Teoscar, Barrios, Gossman, Manoa. You, Springer, thank you. You have to win a World Series with this core or it's not going to matter. And when I say win a World Series, I'm effectively saying get to the World Series. Because, you know, once you get to the World Series, anything, anything can happen. Anyhow. And we'll talk about Joe Girardi with our next guest. Because I think in the old days, back in the old days when we knew it was time to fire a manager, I think Joe Girardi would be getting his walking papers today. Oh. Kevin Franson is MLB Network Radio Analyst. He's also a Nationals, Washington Nationals broadcaster. We'll talk to him about the AL, uh, his view in the Jays and the AL East, Juan Soto, the National League East. Maybe even talk a little fantasy football. That was was that the stupidest story you've ever heard in baseball? Yeah, it was awesome. But- it was great. <laughs> it was, but it was stupid. Anyhow, it's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast.